podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady Day. And your other co-host, T. <laughs> How you doing today, T? Well, yeah. Yeah, because I have a little... <laughs> Did you the hear it? barely audible clinking of the glass. Oh, here's fine. Here, how about... Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Wait, what are we having? <laughs> well, we'll get into what we're having in a minute. Okay. Because it's relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about episode 307 today, titled Johnny Get Your Gun, mm-hmm. which is clearly, I guess, a play on Annie Get Your Gun? Uh, no, uh, Aerosmith, right? Uh, oh. No, that's Janie had a yeah, gun. Yeah, Janie, uh, Janie. But that's Janie had a gun. gun. I know, but it may... It, it, for me, naturally, Janie. I'm... Oh, no, Janie's got a gun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, closer. Well, for me, I mean, automatically when I read that title, I was like, uh, play on Aerosmith or not? So. I went straight to Annie Get Your Gun, but I think mm. that speaks to my musical theater obsession, okay. obviously, right? No, wait, is that even musical theater? <laughs> no. Yes. Is Maybe? From that show about the gunslinging Annie uh, called, I think, Annie Get Your Gun? Yeah, I think... Maybe? So. <laughs> No, wrong person. Whatever. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Amazon Prime. Oh, well, okay. So since we talked about it, uh, because of the, t- the episode title is Johnny Get Your Gun, we are drinking uh, Johnny Walker on the rocks. Yeah, that's how we do. <laughs> Cheers again. Cheers. <laughs> um, okay, so the Amazon Prime spoiler for this episode is. Violence invades Seventh Heaven as Mary's date tries to rough her up and Simon is threatened by a schoolmate with a gun. Okay, you're giving me everything. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they, they gave me everything. <laughs> yeah, especially the Simon part. Yeah. but um, Or even the Mary part because we Mary thing didn't happen way later in the episode. But it's like telegraphed. Yeah. Because, because the, the, we, the audience, know that something's going to go down yes. before Mary does mm-hmm. earlier on. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Until the actual event happens. Yeah. It's already sort of in the air. Like, mm-hmm. we know it's coming. Yes. Um, but, yeah, this was... Okay, so first of all, Brenda Hampton written. Yeah. So already you know, okay, this is going to be a big one. Dude, I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a rough one. It's another classic, you know, rough seventh heaven, like real shit goes down episode. Because it's not, it's not only one, it's like, it's three siblings that are going through this, if you think about it. It's Simon, Mary, and Matt. Oh, Matt. I, I, I thought you were going to say Lucy, and then I was going to say no, not really. But no, not Lucy, but Matt, because... You know, peripher- peripherally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, this is... I don't know, man. It's... Okay, so before we get into it, I yes. just... Because I got distracted by the fact that Brenda Hampton wrote it, right? And mm-hmm. then when the directed by title came up, I was like, Kevin Inch? Like, what an unusual name. So, pause, IMDb. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's a name I've never seen before, like, in any capacity. I was mm-hmm. like, I bet this is the only thing he's ever done. I'm wrong. He's directed many episodes of things, including other Seventh Heaven episodes. Okay. Um, so far, like, 
future ones he's directed yes. besides these two or besides this one but he's also he also directed choices from i think season one which is the episode um that deals with the that pastor guy who has seizures yes you know and like okay. every sort of like the, all the storylines have to do with mm-hmm. like you know which path do you go by or yeah. whatever lucy's trying to figure out her religions and mm-hmm. all that stuff so kevin inch directed that one too which mm-hmm. you could say is another classic like seventh heaven hard hitter you yes. know whatever um it oh it's also the one where mary is is with um felicity and like she steals yes. and the frat part you know all that stuff yeah. Um, side note: He also was a producer on Ravington Steel. <laughs> okay. And um, and the producer on the Romy and Michelle TV movie prequel that they made with Katherine Heigl. <laughs> that happened. That happened. Oh, that did happen. Oh, it happened. I haven't watched it, but I know that no. that happened. Yeah, many years ago, of course. But yeah, that happened. Um, anyway, that's just again IMDb black hole. Okay. Couldn't help but do the research. Um, this is me just stalling before we get into the episode because there's I don't I don't even know where to be like begin. Well, it's why don't we start with Ruthie? Okay. Oh yeah. Well, that's how the episode starts anyway. Yeah. Might as well. Ruthie saying baboom, baboom, and can't stop saying baboom. Yep. Um, She's all about that baboom life. Yeah. Apparently, there's a <laughs> game called baboom and. What is it like? Is it an army game? It, like the way that Ruthie describes it is, remember. it's she she calls it like a handheld. So I guess this is like the first sort of foray into mm-hmm. like your Game Boys, your PS PSP, PS4, whatever yeah. that shit was, you know. Um, and it's about you're like you play the guy and he's got to like avoid landmines yes. or whatever. And when you step on one, it goes boom or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, stupid video game shit. Um, and so she's like playing that yes. in the living room by herself and she's got like the finger guns pointed and mm-hmm. you know she's doing all that stuff and then she like she like like uh like pratfall lands you know like yeah. ah, I fell or whatever and and he's like what happened and she's like I died cuz boom or whatever and Annie like flip, like on a dime she's like nope shut it down like this is not a game yeah she to goes play like, around she goes, the like house. real kids die on landmines every day mm-hmm. and it's not something that I like you playing with or about or whatever like nope yep but of course Ruthie being a seven year old girl and you know you could argue like she's testing her limits with authority or she's just a naive seven year old girl like just playing with the popular thing that everyone's playing at school, you know? And um, she just, like, really is obsessed with this video game. Like, she wants to get her own copy of it. Like, Mm -hmm. she, you know, it's all she can think about, whatever. Um, And at some point, like, I'm skipping ahead now, but, like, at some point, like, she, like, um, like, grabs it out of one of her classmates' hands, hands, you know, whatever. And so she's... She's, like, getting violent about it, you know? Obviously, like, in that, like, over-dramatic way that Seventh Heaven does, right? Of course. But Eric, like, sits her down and um, gives her, like, a little talking to. And I'm going to play that clip. Okay. When you first see someone shot in a movie or on TV or in a video game, it's at least a little bit scary. But then when you see it again and again and again, day after day after day, year after year, it gets to be not so scary. 
gets to be matter of fact or no big deal or even just nothing. But it is something. It's the biggest something. It's someone taking someone else's life. And somehow kids have become so numb to it all that the line between pretend and real life starts disappearing. Ruthie's, like, immediate response to that is, like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm not going to say boom anymore. I I get it. She doesn't, though, because no. it continues. It persists. Yeah. Well, um, she argues. She's like, well, you know, getting conked on the head isn't good. She's like, yeah, but you watch the Stooges. Isn't that pretend? The yeah. The Stooges. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a valid point coming from her end because, one, she's not really understanding, and it's okay because at this point she's really looking at it as entertainment value, and it, she is pretending True. You know, true. And like, as you know, okay, the way Eric says it, like, you're going to become desensitized to it. Yes. But she doesn't see it that way. This is like her playing around. And this is something she just discovered. And this is her being yeah. naive. It's just her being naive. This is something yeah. new. It, it doesn't matter. If, I think it's after this moment, right, that Annie and Eric turn to each other and they're like, it's our seven year old. Yeah. Like, she just. Yeah. And then Annie then flips it and goes like, yeah, she's seven and we have to talk to her about this stuff. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's and, true. And it's, and it's really is those two sides of that coin, you know? Yeah. Like, like on the one hand, you can make the argument you just made, which is she's just a kid. She's just naive. Like, it's not like, like this is her first exposure even yeah. to like any sort of like pretend violence or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but on the other hand you go, but like. This is exactly the problem. Right? No, it like, is the it problem. It starts when you're seven, and then you get desensitized to yeah. it, and then when you're thirty or whatever, like you know, th- you've been living in this p- pretend world yeah. your whole life, and you lose that line. Like you kind of have to monitor it now. At that point, like if your kid has been exposed to it, then it's up to the parents to monitor what it is that they're playing with or what mm-hmm. they're watching. It, it's a, it's just another added responsibility to your list of. God knows what else it is that you have to monitor your kids for. Yeah. And I mean, look, I was, I I kind of understand Ruthie in the sense that like I watched a lot of like guy movies and yeah, I'm going to call it guy movies. By which you mean like action. Yeah. Like Rambo, you know, things like that. I grew up watching that stuff and, um, or a lot of violent movies. I did watch them and mm-hmm. at some point you do get desensitized and then I don't know what happened in the last I want to say more than 6 years ago. Like no, yeah, easy in the last 6 years. I can't watch a lot of scenes anymore or a lot of violent scenes anymore. I just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And not because not because um they aren't good or anything like that. Like I just don't feel good as I'm watching it. Like I I react physically. Mm-hmm. Um, the best example was there was a movie Argo. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I think this is the point where they're all traveling. At this point, they're all underground. The the okay. Americans and they're going to like they're jumping from house to house or whatever. Uh-huh. And then at this point, um, these group of men are coming towards their house. The, the the, the guy that works at the embassy, they're coming towards his house. Oh, and yeah, then, with the gate and yes, the standoff or whatever. Yeah, the standoff. Mm-hmm. And then the guy shoots someone um, before they get to the gate or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. the neighbor. Um, that gunshot and that scene either 
Ben Affleck is a genius when it comes to how he directed it because I swear I felt like I got hit in the gut. Mm. I I physically reacted. Mm-hmm. And I and that's not something that I had before whenever I was younger because I was exposed to it. But when I walk like now I have a physical reaction when I watch mm-hmm. things like this. Like I can't I can't handle them anymore. It's kind of the problem that I have with a lot of these like um you know, like 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 your Marvel DC movies, yeah. or whatever, all these like PG thirteen mm-hmm. superhero movies where they don't show blood and guts. Yeah. But they show a lot of like physical violence. Yes. Like people are like ostensibly dying. Yeah, yeah. But the reality of that is not being portrayed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also detrimental mm-hmm. because like for a, the perfect example, it's not even a superhero movie, but like last year that new Jason Bourne movie with yeah. Matt Damon, there and that's a PG thirteen movie. I looked it up for specifically for this conversation because I was I had to check myself. There is a scene in which they're like it's it's like a chase scene or whatever okay. um, down Las Vegas Boulevard. Okay, and they're in these like big like Hummer type big okay. cars or whatever, and I mean the amount of like damage that is done mm. to like like at, like at some point I don't think I'm making this up like at some point these cars like like the cars that Jason Bourne is in and his ch- tailor but like the guy who's chasing him is in these cars are like driving over and flattening cars that are like at a dead you know like it's, yeah. it's like gridlock and they're like literally like like driving over cars and flattening them. Yeah. And there is zero sense, at least in terms of how the movie is edited and filmed and whatever, there is zero sense of the actual destruction that is being done. The amount of people that are dying yeah. during the scene yeah. by because of what these two characters are doing. Like yeah. I feel like that's just as bad. Yeah. And it and those it, cars like, didn't park them themselves. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean like no these yeah. are like 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 the scene is very clearly set like this is like a real mm-hmm. street, real people in a gridlock and yeah. but they but they're trying to be fast and they can't like sit in gridlock so they like so they like go over like they like they're literally driving over the fucking cars. cars. And I'm just and all I could think was like you're murdering thousands of people. Yeah. And but but there's no blood, there's no there's no re- like there's not even like a single shot of like yeah. of like, you know, the the casualties of exactly. this. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, you know? And then and then people are watching this and because it's PG-13, yep. you're getting 13-year-old asses in those seats. And it's truly like disturbing. Yeah. You know? But and you know, and that's and that's that's like the other side of it. Like you know, on the mm-hmm. one hand, you have Argo, mo- like Argo or rated R movies, where mm-hmm. you know you see the gunshot, you see the blood, you see like the dead yeah. body lying, you know, mm-hmm. as it's dying or whatever. But then also you get the other ones. It's like violence is just—it's become such a pervasive. Yeah. Like it's become like a given. Mm-hmm. You know. It has become a given. And it's like, I don't know. It—it's really uncomfortable. And Ruthie's whole deal in this episode like the way that she's just like so into the baboom of it all like really made me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like how 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 unself-aware she was yeah about it you know and how into the violence that she was even even allowing for the fact that she's a seven-year-old girl or whatever like Mm -hmm. like she's better than like we've seen her be 
wiser and sager yes. than how she's acting in this. You it's know true. what I mean? And it, it, like, it really made me just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it was like hard to watch, kind of. Yeah. More so than the real part of these episodes, which is the Simon stuff and the whatever. Like, like the Ruthie stuff just like really like, like struck me, you know? Uh, look, I, I think I, I'm going to just throw this out there and obviously we'll go deeper into it. But when it comes to Ruthie and Lucy, their take on violence is from a naive place. And when it comes to Mary and Simon and Matt, Mm -hmm. it's an actual experience. Mm. Interesting. And it's harder, obviously, because because it derives from an experience. So Mm -hmm. Simon is literally scared, scared to his bones. And not only him... But his family. Yeah. I actually, I don't want to derail your thought. I just want to say before I forget, like, I really, really loved the portrayal of the tension in the house. Yeah. When Annie is, like, sort of keeping watch over Simon and Mm Dina, like, when they've been staying home for school. Like, I I really enjoyed, not enjoyed, that sounds hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I know. I I appreciate it, I can say, how that was all portrayed. Yeah. Because you could feel that tension and mm-hmm. Annie trying to like mitigate it you yeah. know and like just sort of like stay above it yes. you know and that was really well done but sorry finish your thought no and it, like with Simon um he had a physical he had a he was threatened uh-huh. and he had the emotional fear and trauma fear granted the and I he's very fortunate that nothing happened to him physically Mary experienced it with physical Mm-hmm. And of course, emotional. But like the thing is, like she she experienced it. Her first experience was literally physical. With with Simon, it was a direct threat. Yeah. And with Matt, it was just he. Matt wasn't threatened or anything, but it was more of like he was trying to make things right, or trying to find a way to yeah. find help or something. Well, Matt Matt was in the position that he's that we often find him in, which yeah. is that, you know, he knows more, like, yeah. or, like, he knows what the audience knows, I should, you yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, like, yes. Or, like, or, like, the audience, or he's the audience surrogate, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, so he's in the position where, like, he's got to, like, make something work or, like, f- save someone or, like, yeah. you know, fix a problem or whatever. And, um, and... And in a way that's, like, the most noble way, which is with his, like, sister. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, with his, like, little sister who, like, he's always going to protect and stuff, you know? And who also, as we see, can very much take care of herself, you know? But, like, you know, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt's character is definitely sort of, um, like, in a interesting position I think in this episode because because on the one hand like he knows he can't tell anybody what to do you know what I mean he knows that like he's quote unquote powerless in that sense yeah but at the same time he's not gonna rest until the problem is resolved you know um because that's who he is Mm -hmm. and that's also his just his role you know like in the family in the meta sense in the show or whatever you know um But yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. So, okay, 
to look to get into it um, with the Simon stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simon has his new girlfriend Dina, mm-hmm. and she calls him in tears. Yes, and he's like making jokes, like you know, he doesn't quite understand the gravity of the of the situation yeah. until like she tells him flat out, like my ex boyfriend, which. That what Thank makes this you. doubly which what makes this doubly hard is the fact that these kids are twelve, right? So like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing from the show's per, like as as the show like if they've done this story with these twelve year olds, or if it's even more powerful because they're twelve year olds. You know what I mean? I guess I, so. I struggle. I I know because look. When she called him and she and she basically told Simon, I'm afraid he's going to come after you. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, okay, are these kids like in their 20s? I don't understand I know, who they've been that, dating. That's, that's like a fucking Melrose Place story. Thank man. you. You know what I'm saying? And they're 12 years old and she's talking to like my ex-boyfriend, like, you know, he's back from wherever he was. She's, no, no know. she said his his girlfriend broke up with him. Oh, yeah. And uh, And I used to date him, so I know now he's going to come after you. Yeah. What? How? It's so, it's so weird. And she's like legit in tears. Yeah, she's like she's, terrified yeah. for her life. Which, they don't touch on this in the episode, no. but is this the source of the counseling she's been doing with Eric? Maybe. Maybe. Like that's this what trauma I, she's that, endured that's what I thought. by having Johnny as her boyfriend. Ooh, interesting. That's what I was thinking. Because you know they're going to bring that back at some point. Eventually we'll get the nuggets I think they would have to is. at this point. They're going to have to. And this isn't the last we're going to see of Dina anyway. So, um, but, so, okay. This is the story that they're choosing, that they're choosing to go with, whatever. Yeah. So, Simon now is like, Okay, like you know, like you hear that, like like this, you're twelve, and your and your quote unquote girlfriend for whatever that means when you're twelve, you know, is yeah. like like my ex is gonna, I'm worried he's gonna come after you, and Simon's like, okay, look, I'm not gonna lie, I rolled my eyes and I was thinking, what the hell am I watching? Well, like like you said, like what is this a Melrose place for a twelve year old? It's weird. It's really weird. But and you know what I will say though, this is okay. And this is just a real life problem, I guess. Like, the problem is when you're watching this episode on Amazon, the still, because every episode comes with a still attached mm-hmm. to it, right? And I don't know if you get, I don't know if maybe you don't really pay attention or whatever, but like, I can't help it because I'm staring at the Amazon page all the time. But like, the still for this episode is a kid with a gun pointed. Yes. So, no matter what the story, no matter what the show does, you know it's leading to a scene with a kid, kid with a gun yeah. pointed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it does sort of take you out. Take it took me out of it really because the minute she said that, I knew enough to go. Okay, this isn't just an idol. This isn't bullshit. Like, yeah. Like this is obviously gonna lead to the to, kid with the gun. the gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, they're at school the next day and. Simon like sees Dina in the hallway and there's this guy who's doing that typical like bully boyfriend thing that, yeah. that they do in movies where he's like leaning, you know, like w- with his with hand him. up against the lockers, you know, yeah, and kind of like, like yeah. And he sees that and his like heartbeat starts beating and like the scene slows down. It's a yeah. whole thing. And Simon does what Simon does, yes. which is he like inserts himself he like slides right under his arm puts his arm around dina and he's like hey i'm simon what's up you know yeah 
Because that's who Simon is. You know, he's going to diffuse the situation with his classic, like, charisma and charm or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Johnny's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, he's just, like, your typical portrayal of... A bully? Yeah, bully, like that, like that tough guy, you know, look, vibe, whatever. And he won't shake Simon's hand and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, And then... It, like, it escalates because it turns into, like, a full-on, like, you know, be careful because, like, I might come up one day mm-hmm. right at you and he does, like, the finger guns and yeah. the whole thing or whatever. And, again, had I not seen that still, I might roll my eyes and go, they're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Seventh Heaven show, you know. Um, but... But again, you know it's leading somewhere. Mm-hmm. So so he you so you hear that threat and my immediate thought was like, tell somebody. Yeah. Tell somebody. Like mm-hmm. you have to tell somebody. Go run to your principal right now and say, mm-hmm. He threatened me. Yeah. You know? And I and I was worried that he wasn't gonna tell anybody. And then when he told Eric, I was like, Phew, he told Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Like the one time I'm like, Thank God he told somebody and it was Eric, mm-hmm. you know? Um So yeah, so then Eric does what he does he like does. he gets involved he which actually i have to say this episode packed very tastefully done because eric doesn't do what eric does yeah he actually calls the vice principal first mm-hmm. or the assistant principal or whatever yeah you know and like like tries to like go through the channels and you know mm-hmm. and and it's not until the vice principal calls back and is like, there's nothing I can do. You mm-hmm. know, I need to like have a conference, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's when Eric does what Eric does, which is go to the guy's house. house. Um, what did you think about what the assistant principal said, by the way? Like the way that he treated the, situ- the situation. But he's also like, he, he, he he's in a really tough position. Mm-hmm. He is. He has to look at it so many different point of views. He has to figure out how it's going to benefit everybody or how it's not. He has to think about the parents, the school, who he's going to notify. It's just, it's a lot to deal with. But again, like, I hate that there's that many procedures that you have to deal with when there is a threat like this. Well, like, shouldn't, like, it doesn't let you become you know, gut reaction, it's almost, it, it makes you, it forces you to be logical, but like logical in the way of like the program, not, not mm-hmm. of like, okay, there's a boy that was threatened here in my house. Like, like in my house, yeah, meaning my school. school. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to take care of this. But that's the point though, or not the point. Like, I think the thing is that the VP is taking care of it just in the way that he knows he has to yeah because at the end of the day like so the kid made a threat okay lots of people heard it because mm-hmm. even like you know like like those two kids who come up to simon yeah. after that they're like don't make him mad or whatever um you know the vp can only do what he can do which yeah. is you know he's gonna have to call the parents Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to talk. You're gonna have to refer Johnny to a counselor yep. who may or may not recommend that he go to 
therapy or yeah. whatever, you know, which if he does, then he'll do it. If not, then mm-hmm. that's that, you know? Yep. And, and then, and then you can't kick a kid out of public school. No. I mean, I guess you could, right? But like, but yeah. he'd have to like do something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about public schools having never gone to one. Um, but you know, the VP, he is doing what he has to do. It's mm-hmm. just not immediate, like taking care of the situation. Like you know, he's got to follow. Yeah, protocols. Yeah, that that that's it. That's you know. what it is. And but like, then, and but then you say, okay, but so then Eric's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, which is he has protect his son exactly. And and the VP even agrees. Like he's like, I don't think they should come to school tomorrow. <laughs> like yeah. at least that much they can agree on. You know. Yeah. Um, and so Eric's like, okay, well, that's not good enough for me. So I'm going to go see this guy's dad. Yeah. You know, goes over there, um, get Sergeant Michaels in on it too. On the mean, in the meanwhile, yeah. because they want, cause he, they need to understand like, who is this kid? Yeah. Like what's his history here? You know, mm-hmm. um, goes to see the kid's dad and the dad's like kind of like defensive right mm-hmm. he's like i don't fucking know you <laughs> like you know whoever you are like i'm not gonna let you into my house and then eric starts saying things like he threatened my son and do you have a gun or whatever and the guy's like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about like like yeah like and of course johnny's right there and he's like i don't even know simon bullshit yeah. obviously you know and so i like that eric sort of just like didn't Flip the fuck out about it. You know what I mean? Like, like he went. He said his piece. He confirmed that Donnie's dad does have a gun. gun. Yeah. Um. And and then and then allowed the protocols to take place. Right. Yeah. So like we see that they're having the meeting, and this is when Sergeant Michael starts listing all of this kid's priors. Yeah. And for every fucking thing, the dad's like, that was an accident. That was a, he just happened to be throwing the brick out the yard when the cop car drove by. Serious. Or whatever the fuck. Or he tied the leash to the bicycle. What was he supposed to do? Let it run away? Like fucking sociopathic animal torture this yeah. kid is doing. Okay. Like legit a monster mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And even the vice principal tells him, he's like, we went through his locker. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like a shrine to violence. Yeah. And that's when he, he says, like, I'm going to get my kid out of school and send him to a private school. And when Eric and Sergeant Michaels, like, look at each other, he goes, was it that easy? Yeah. Could it be this easy? I really liked Sergeant Michaels in that moment because he's, like, he's yeah. like, listen, I don't know. Be vigilant. Tell yeah. Annie to stay on top of the kids. Like, this is not going to go, like, yeah. maybe it will go away when the kid leaves, but, like, we can't know that for sure. Yeah. So, like, stay alert. I will call you once I know, you know. Like, yeah. I, I really liked that sense of, like, authority he mm-hmm. had. I, I, I mean, we barely see Sergeant Michaels ever. Yeah. But I feel like he's always sort of like a whatever. Like, he seems yeah. like a dummy sometimes, you know, because sometimes. But in this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, take charge because you're the fucking authority here. Yeah, <laughs> you thank know? you. Like, own it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and then, of course, like, Annie, like, like the kids are sitting at home, like, Simon and Dina, like, they're sitting at home, they know the threat, but Annie and Eric have not told any of the other kids about it, because they don't want to scare them, or even, yeah. yeah, worry them, or anything like that. And and happy, thank God they have happy. Honestly, she's so fucking cute. Standing she's just, like, the door, standing guard, yeah. and, like, growling mm-hmm. at the door, you know, and... 
and again that tent that the way that they played that tension in that's in that kitchen scene yeah. you know with the kids they're like obviously like terrified and annie's just like it's gonna be okay you know and she like checks outside the door yeah. and you know she and my, the whole time in her mind she's like sergeant michaels eric what's gonna happen? you know she's like you can tell she's freaking out yes but like playing it super cool, cool. um yeah <laughs> and Tries to call Eric a couple times, no answer. Pages, Pages him. him. We go to, we see Eric in his office. He's like lifting the phone to call Annie back, and Johnny like comes out from behind the cabinet or whatever, yeah. and like points his gun at Eric. And of course, Eric says, like, and he calls him son. Yeah, he's like, careful now, or whoa, son, or whatever yeah. he says. And then he fucking shoots, shoots him. him. Yeah, he shoots like, him. I legit couldn't believe it. I was like taken fully aback by that. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, he shot him. I thought like he was gonna have the gun and maybe he was gonna talk him down. Totally. I thought typical, you know, Eric will talk him down. This will be a life lesson. Blah blah blah. It'll all wrap up in a neat little bow. Oh no, <laughs> like. And then, and then I again love it. Matt gets the call, has to play it off. You can tell the yeah. wheels are spinning. Like he's talking to Eric. Yeah. Eric has told him, "I've been shot. Don't tell mom." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like play it cool, dude. You know, and it's yeah. And then, yeah, I just I don't know. I okay, hold on. So now we covered Eric, Simon, uh, Dina. And wait, Annie. wait, but we, I mean, uh, do we not want to talk about the end of the episode yet? Let's, we'll get Save there. It. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um, Matt, Mary, and uh, Matt's girlfriend, Shauna. Yes. And her name's Shauna. Which, again, just like with Dina in the last episode, I was like, wait, I know this girl. Like, she's so familiar. So, pause, uh-huh. IMDb. Oh, no. This is what I'm remembering her from. Like, like these are definitely episodes and characters and stuff that like I I know yeah. these characters like okay yeah so Matt's dating this girl mm-hmm. um seeing them making it all over the UCLA campus by the way is amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they're absolutely smitten with each other um uh, she makes like an allusion to like um how or he basically says something like, oh, like, I don't know anything about you. And she's like, I told you, I'll tell you about my family when I think you can handle it. So clearly there's a story there, right? Of course. And um, and then we, and then she has to work. So Matt takes Mary to the store where she works to, like, quote, unquote, buy a pencil or whatever the fuck. But clearly just to see her. I think she said school paper. Like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, or she said something like that. Maybe. Like, she like even paper say, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I wish she just said paper. She said, like, school paper. Really? Are you sure, are you sure it wasn't, like, paper for school? No, she, she said something like that. I'm like, you couldn't have just said notebook? So <laughs> Yeah, that's true, Like, too. just say Duh. notebook? And I don't know. I don't know why it didn't, it didn't strike me as No, weird, there's but... a lot of little things like this that happen in this episode that annoy me. Really? Yeah. Like, like what's another one? Um, them... I don't know why I found the ca- camera on Dina's face a lot. 
And Dina looked like she was always smiling. I'm like, honey, why are you smiling so much? You're supposed oh, to be scared. I never noticed that. that I noticed it a couple. I, I, I noticed the terror in her face. No, there was terror, and then there were moments where she's like, eh, like there's this like weird smile happening. I'm like, is it like? But it might probably like that nervous smile, right? That people do when they're like freaking out. I don't know. I don't like. The, I mean, maybe I'm reading. I don't know. You know how Seventh Heaven when the camera shots like. Or when the camera's on the face for too long. Yeah, and and to be honest, those are probably just like pickup shots that they do, you know, like out of context in terms of the I know. shooting schedule but too. But whenever so. I see one too many of that in one episode, it just takes me out. Yeah, I hear you. So it happened a lot with that, and the same happened with um, Shauna's brother George, which we happen to meet whenever oh Shauna's brother, whenever <sighs> they visit Shauna at the market where yeah. she works, and there's someone standing behind her at the register, and we find out his name is George, which is. Shauna's brother. Mm-hmm. The moment you see this guy on screen, creeps. Totally. Full creeps. And Shauna helps that because she's like, this is my brother. Like, you know, with that, like, fake smile thing. She's yeah. like, this is my brother. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah, totally. Like, just totally. Like, just the, his physicality with Shauna yeah. is, like, off-putting. Because, like, cause, like, they're sister and brother, right? So it's, like, yeah. weird how, like... He's like standing his... like right behind her, yeah. like you know, like like he owns her or something. It's really yes. weird. And um, I didn't think brother when I first saw him. I was like, is this like an ex boyfriend of hers that's like happened to creep up creep well, up on her? Well, the fact that he's behind the counter makes you think like, does he work there too? Yeah, or like, that? What's the deal? Like whatever. So she finally introduces him. And here's something that I noticed. I might have not really seen it i might have made it up or whatever but like okay so the scene is you've got shauna and her brother george behind the counter mm-hmm. and matt and mary like next to each other in front of mm-hmm. the counter like yeah. facing them right and the shot is like a side shot so yeah. you've got like shauna and george on the left and michael and michael michael mm-hmm. matt and mary on the right and they're like facing each other and like george says something like um oh like do you want to double sometime or whatever yeah. right and mary has this look wash over her face yeah where she's like oh i just came for school paper yeah and then in the next sentence he's like oh well let me show you where that is takes her um, arm and she's all into it yeah she's yeah. like okay yeah and like lets herself get led to the school paper and i'm mm-hmm. like where is the like you were just weirded out by that a yeah. second ago mm-hmm. and now you're like all right <laughs> yeah so weird and then and then she's all excited about him because like he asks for his well he doesn't ask for her number. number let me rephrase this um when they leave he like roughs shauna up yeah like takes her arm starts twisting it whatever and she's like let me go you know and you can, and that's when you get the sense like, oh, this is the problem between yeah. them. He roughs her up, like he's abusive towards her, or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and give me her number, and I'll like let you go, or whatever. And so she gives him, yeah, Mary's number, which is the candidate's number, or whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, and. Then, then we see Mary talking to Lucy, and they're, like, super excited about it. Like, she's yes. like, oh, my God, she has a brother, and he's my age, and he's into me, and I'm into him, and, ooh, it's going to be amazing. And I'm just like, girl, what the fuck? Go with your gut here. <laughs> like, yeah. twice now we've twice. seen Mary ignore 
all sense of reason. <laughs> like, but then, but then that's what made me go like, well, maybe I made it up. Maybe I made up that that uneasiness that no, I thought she no, felt. No, you didn't. You know why? Because even in the phone call, there was an uneasiness. Because when he calls her, once she she is she is kind of weirded out oh, that he yeah. has a number. And then he tells her, he's like, well, why don't I, like, meet you after school? And then she goes, I can't go out on dates. School uh, nights. On, on school, school nights. nights. And he pushes, and he's pushing it. And he goes, well, why don't we don't tell anybody or whatever, and we'll still meet up in front of the school, like, don't be late kind of thing. But she, but her face is, what the hell? It's super creepy, because she go, he goes, he goes, why don't we hang out after school sometimes? She's like, I can't go out on school nights. He goes, well, what about school afternoons? Yeah. And she's like, uh, what? And he goes, he goes like, I'll, I'll meet you outside of school tomorrow. Like, don't be late or like yeah. be there or whatever. Yeah, and don't tell your brother. Oh yeah, don't tell your brother exactly. All of that would be like super creepy. Why would wh- what? Why wouldn't I tell him? Yeah. Or like, what does even Matt have to do with any of this? Well, first of all, look, if I'm going to hide something from my sibling, like that, I'm gonna do something. I will do that on my own. But when someone else is telling me to do that automatically I would think, why shouldn't I tell them? When mm-hmm. someone is telling me not to tell, like, if I'm going to try to keep it a secret, it's one thing, but when you're telling me that I mm-hmm. should keep it a secret, why should I keep it a Classic secret? Classic abuser language. Yes. This is our little secret. Don't tell anyone, yeah. you know? And it doesn't matter what kind of abuse you're talking. Abuse is abuse. At the yes. end of the day, you have an abuser and an abusee, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, again, it... <sighs> and Matt knew, <sighs> Well, no, Matt knew that he, he was found on the out phone. later. No, no, no. But he said, "Is that George on the phone?" He said, "He asked oh, her." Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About and, the call, yeah. And then, um, you know, and he and he said, like, I don't think you should go out with that guy or even talk to him. I think he's dangerous. And she goes, "Well, maybe I like dangerous," and walks away. I was like, "Oh God!" See, like this is where I want to reach into the screen and smack you upside I know. the head. Because Mary, like, sometimes she's so great and like awesome, and she's like. Goals. They know how to do that when they want to, and then when they want to prove a point, they make the character stupid. It's like I don't, I don't like it. Mary has this like duality to her personality, where sometimes she makes like really stupid decisions because she's like desperate. Yes, and then other times she's like she owns her shit and she's a yeah. badass and like I don't need no man. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it's make not sense. Consistent writing, I guess. Um, Best. Yeah. Whatever. So. I feel like Brenda Hampton has this image of who Mary is in her mind, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I feel like sometimes, which and which is to say, I think she sees Mary the way we saw Mary in this episode. Mm. And I think sometimes, though, because the because you need it, she gets to play the badass. Mm. But I think that's more like. Not how Brenda sees Mary. Probably. You know what I mean? I think Brenda sees Mary as more vulnerable than you and I, Lady J&T, would prefer to see her. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, though. You can be strong and vulnerable at the same time. Vulnerability is strength. But no, whenever... no, I don't mean vulnerable like emotionally. I mean no. like vulnerable as a, as a woman, like as a girl. I mean, you know what I mean? I know, I guess, but it's just... They threw all common sense or caution to the like it like it doesn't exist yeah, at because, all because the Mary that we know and love would have heard what George said on that call and been like no yeah you know what I mean and and she almost 
got well so then she gets lucy to try to she tries to get lucy to cover for her yes and lucy's like not doing it man lying to mom and dad and matt like no no no. i don't care what you think you whatever no yeah and so i was like phew maybe she won't do you know you know and then mary ingratiates herself in with lucy and jordan yes which we'll get to that in a minute um and then now it's like lucy's in a position where it's like I owe you one or whatever, mm-hmm. which I don't know, man, Mary, I don't know. I'm glad that she can take care of herself in the way that she did when George like tries to like roughhouse her at the pool hall. Yeah. I'm glad that Mary can do that. I just wish she didn't get herself in these positions where she had to be roughed up in, in the, the first, first place. place. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause she could have avoided all of that. It's interesting. If she just didn't do the thing that she shouldn't have done in the first place. I just find it funny because, okay, so Shauna tells Matt exactly what's going on in the household where right. it's an abusive mother. Uh, well, no. Um, the dad left. The dad left and she blames her son and therefore becomes abusive towards her son, beats the shit out of him. Yes. And that's why George is the way he is. And yes. so he gets abusive with his older sister. Yes. Okay. And and presumably, we don't know with who else. Yeah. We just know that he's like that. Like yeah. he's an abusy kind of guy. So they're the, kind of vague about his yeah. whole thing. So the moment Mary gets slight gets a little competitive, and she's not even being com- like she's not even being um, annoying about it. She's no, being, she's just playing pinball. She's playing and she's flirting. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? It's all it's all in good fun, mm-hmm. and and he takes it as criticism or someone's trying to cut him down. So. He starts to rough her up. Yeah, he flips the switch and it goes from like, oh, like someone needs to like, you know, take a cooler or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah you're playing too good. Like, you're beating me. It goes from that to like, fucking play then, you know, yeah, like yeah. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. And, and she's saying like how she feels uncomfortable. He's holding onto her Mm-mm. wrist and then she Mm-mm. basically maneuvers her way out of there and like, you know, like twists his, his arm, arm, like holds him in a whatever the hell that's called. Yeah, and then tells him like you have a problem, you have to take care of this. Yeah, and then it takes the turn. I didn't like any of this resolution with Thank George. Thank you. It was so weird. It was and horrible. Gross. Like oh, he understood. And, yeah. And all like, of a sudden, like he's a like, child, he's like he's like demurred and like um like cowering, you know, and can't look into her yeah. eyes. And she and he's like he's like. Shauna tells me that all the time, but I've never heard it until now. Like, what? It's, what? It doesn't happen that That's fast. So and stupid. It, and the acting was terrible. I would have preferred to, like, to see him, like, storm off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been a better way to end that story. Thank you. Than to him all of a sudden, like, because Mary said it. I'm like, I get it now. What? Exactly. Stupid. That makes no sense. Well, good job, Mary. You got out of it. Bravo. I mean, no, absolutely. I'm glad that Mary was able to get herself out of that situation. Matt, of course, came in at that same exact moment that she's already, like, defending herself, yeah. you know? So he doesn't have to do much other than say that, like, my dad can help you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know? Um, when he's better from his fucking gunshot Shot wound. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, because Mary's like, well, what do you mean couple weeks? And yeah. Then... It took me a second, too. I was like, couple of weeks. And then I yeah. remembered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you forget? Um, yeah. So. So, yeah. So that whole thing. And and I will say, as much as we've talked about it, like, that whole. Johnny. I mean, Johnny. George's character 
really sort of underdeveloped. It is. Almost like haphazardly sort of slapped together. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. It didn't really land for it doesn't. me. It doesn't. It feels like they just had to, like, add an extra layer to this idea of violence and abuse. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, not really necessary. Other than how else are you going to serve Mary and Matt's characters, I guess. You know? I guess. But, yeah. They can't support just one frightened sibling? Everyone yeah. has to get fucked I with? I know. It's just Every weird. single one? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. But, and then we've got Lucy... Who, her stuff is obviously not as, like, dire, right? No. And, like, um, like offensive <laughs> to the senses, I guess. Um, but, like, her whole thing is, like, uh, I keep wanting to call everyone Johnny. Jordan um, had went to the movies with Ashley. Ashley. To see Gone with the Wind. Which, I'm sorry, Gone with the Wind is from the fucking 30s. Like, why are they acting like it just came out? Yeah. Like, everyone's talking about the hot new movie, Gone with the Wind. Like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so Jordan had taken Ashley to see Gone with the Wind, and now Lucy's like, well, I want to see Gone with the Wind, and I want Jordan to take me. And Jordan doesn't want to fucking see that movie again. Seriously, no one it's, wants to see that movie again. Four and a half hours long. Okay, yes. With an actual intermission. Like, yes. what are we doing? Okay. And he's already seen it once. And it's not that, like, he doesn't care about Lucy. He's just like, I don't care about this movie. Like, I don't need to see it again. But she has, like, completely romanticized this the idea. Film. I want to play this clip of her talking to Mary Oh, about my God, it. yes. And then, you know, we'll get more into it. You know, they probably figured that you're not going to get over him taking Ashley to see it until he watches it with you. So they just gave up. That's not true. I just want us to experience a great movie together. It's not that great. Too many dead people. But it's a love story. Yeah, a love story that takes place during the Civil War. Still, it's romantic. Right? A romantic view of slavery? Slavery's not funny. I just love Mary's yeah. way that she says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she like takes a pause and goes, <laughs> a romantic view of slavery. Yeah. I think that was funny. Um, but yeah, so Lucy has sort of like built up what Gone with the Wind and the idea of seeing it with Jordan means. Yes. So she like, I don't want to say manipulates but kind of sort of she manipulates does. the situation so that she has this date night with Jordan at the house and they're going to watch the movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he, like, falls asleep. I would, too. <laughs> and then as soon as the movie's over, he's, like, he's like jacket on, ready to bounce, you yeah. know? Um, because he was, like, forced to do this, you know? And, listen, I like Jordan as much as the next guy. I kind of weirded out by his ambivalence toward Lucy in this episode because like in the last episode you could tell that like he's clearly into her and mm -hmm. that's cute and then this episode I was like like what's really happening here is he like is he gonna break up with her because she's being stupid like what well like, I don't know well that's true I don't know but like do you remember whenever the baboon thing happened and then Annie walks into the kitchen with Lucy on the phone with Jordan and she goes, are you begging him to take you to the movie? Yeah. So already... Goes, well, no, she goes, she goes, don't beg him. I'll yeah. see it with you. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, it's what, like already 
It's set up that Lucy's being annoying. Yeah, typical Lucy fashion, yes. right? Like she's she's like, you know, Lucy or Lucy is showing. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Lucy, Lucy. I love that. <laughs> um, you know, and so yeah. I don't know. I guess by the end of it. So, okay, so this happens. And then before he leaves, Lucy says the most bizarre thing, which is, I want to slap you. Yeah. Like Scarlet slaps Brett. Yeah. When he kisses her or something. You know, I don't even yeah. know the scene. I think I've seen it like once. Like, like, like he goes in for the kiss, but she's not expecting it, so she slaps him, right? That's what happens. Uh-huh. And... Or I don't know if she's not expecting, but you know, it's like it's like one of those things that guys do where it's like, shut up, let me kiss you, and so mm-hmm. she like slaps him, right? So um, I just totally like stereotyped men. I was like, it's one of those things that guys do. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> well, I can't no. win today. Well, no, I mean, I'm sorry, but movies in the 30s, 40s, yeah, and exactly. 50s, it's that romanticized. Yes, notion. they do this with a like. Yes. I'm gonna like right before she slaps him, he stops her and he kisses her. Yes, this is all how men need to be, and this is what a true, good, passionate love story is. Yeah. This is what and you're so, supposed to be. And like. so Lucy, because she's 13 or however the fuck old she is, and she's got these grand romantic notions about romance or whatever. Um, she's like kind of into that, you know. She's like, I want to do that. I want to be Scarlet and Rhett, you know. Yeah. And Jordan's like, You're an idiot. That's not romantic. Don't slap me. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> you know? In so many words. Um, and then and then she gets mad at him because he won't let her slap okay. him. And then it comes to a head in the hallway where they're like arguing, and she's like, and well, okay, no. So the next day at school, he comes to her and he's like, he's like, listen, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Like, you can slap me if you want. It's all good. Whatever. I <laughs> you know? know? Which, that's, and so that's when I was like, oh, I get it now. It yeah. was just weird, I guess, because yeah. he was tired and bored and upset about having to watch a four and a half hour movie again. You're like, oh, Jordan. Yeah. It was really You're sweet. cute. Don't tell her to slap you. I know. <laughs> but it was, I mean, the, 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 the gesture was sweet, right? Like, yeah. you can slap me if you want to. Fine. <laughs> Whatever's going to make you happy, you know? Like, it's, it's almost like, you're lucky I like you kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And, um, and she goes, and then she makes it worse because she's like, no, not like this. We have to be arguing and it has to be passionate or whatever. And I'm just like, Lucy, shut the fuck up. Your like, life isn't what a, are you doing? Your life isn't a movie, dude. She's legit crazy. You're mixing up passion with stupidity. Yeah, and then and then so they start bickering. He's like he's like we are fighting. She's like not like this. We are fighting. Whatever, whatever. So it turns into exactly that situation. Yeah. So to cut the tension, he kisses her. She slaps him. him. <laughs> and the teacher's like, oh hell. No. And then of course, yeah, the teacher sees, and then that's when Mary steps in and goes like, they're practicing a play or whatever. Yeah. That's how Lucy owes her one in the end. Um. <laughs> so. They're silly, but I mean, at least, I don't know. So it all basically ends with this scene, not ends with, but you know, the the whole family ends up at the hospital, right? Yes. And Ruthie, Simon, and Lucy are sitting outside the mm-hmm. hospital room. Annie's gone in to be with Eric and they with have- her boo. <laughs> with her bae. <laughs> and, uh, and the kids sort of have this conversation amongst each other. I just don't understand how anyone makes the jump from, I'm really mad at some guy, do I think I'll shoot him? Johnny had to have thought about it. He didn't know you shouldn't really shoot someone. 
I don't think you should even pretend to shoot someone or pretend to blow them up or conk them over the head. Unless maybe it's the cartoon or the Stooges. I am so confused. Join the club. Evidently, slapping isn't as romantic in real life as it is in the movies either. <laughs> so, they learned all of that. They learned, right? Like, I mean... Well, Simon didn't Simon, need to learn Simon anything. Simon wasn't about learning, right? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon didn't need to learn shit. No. Simon is, as always, wise beyond his ears. Um, but, you know, I, I thought that was a nice sort of, like, in summary, yes. <laughs> you know. Ruthie has learned violence is bad. Yeah. Ruth, uh, Lucy has learned violence is not to be romanticized. <laughs> And Simon is just like, what the fuck happened, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, it turns very cookie cutter and very cute and cheesy at the hospital. Yeah. But then, then, which, again, suspension of disbelief, no one has a trial within a week, but okay. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Let's be real. But this, they put jo Johnny's in court. Uh, the case has been presented because yeah. he did shoot someone. He yeah. didn't kill someone. He shot someone. Um, and he's like 12, literally. Yep. And the judge gives this long spiel about like rehabilitation mm -hmm. and given his record, blah, 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 essentially says, I'm remanding you into the custody of the state until you're 25. Yep. And of course, Johnny's like freaking out. He's crying to his dad or to his parents, like, don't let them take me. I want to go home. And are like obviously upset, whatever. Mm hmm. Then, of course, they have this, the dad, you know, has this moment with Eric, like, yeah. sorry, all of his died or whatever. Yeah. He literally says, like, I'm glad no one died. Fuck off. Someone got shot. You know, yeah. like, you're lucky. You know what you should be lucky for? That your fucking son isn't sentenced to, like, death. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, come it's all on. It's all heartbreaking because, like, could you imagine being in Eric's position? Yes, he got shot, but it, in the end, it, like, he's thinking, there's a cop. You know, he's... Yeah, juvie, essentially, but until you're 25, 25. so that, that turns it's, into prison, I guess. I don't know, but... Um, it, it's all just heartbreaking. Totally, totally. And 20, I mean, when you're 12 to 25, yeah, that's a lifetime, mm -hmm. man, and... That's your whole life. Like, yeah. you're not going to have any of the formative experiences mm -hmm. of your life. You're not going to go to high school. Yep. You're not going to go to college. You're not going to, like, you know, you're not going to have a life. You you're know? not going to experience your teens. The best you're going to, well, yeah, the best you're going to have is legit rehabilitation, right? You're yeah. going to come out of that having fully, like, understood the error of your ways yeah. and, like, truly turned over a new leaf and try to live the best life you can after that. Mm -hmm. But so much yeah. is so important in those years that you're not going to have. And yeah. that's very heartbreaking, truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, and it left me with this thought, like, as Johnny's parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what could they have actually done? Like, I think about that all the time. Yeah. You know, when you... it's, I feel like societally or whatever you know we we like to not i don't want to say like often when things like this happen right like school shootings mm -hmm. or whatever bombings or you know 
all yeah. the shit that's happened in the last 20 years in this country, you know? Um, like, when stuff like this happens, it's like, you know, we always try to, like, find the reason, like, you know, like, what was his home life like? What was whatever like, you mm-hmm. know? And and we got a glimpse into who his dad was, right? Like total denial. Like total everything denial, that like, Donnie did, he was he like he wrote it off as like, oh, that was that, that was this other, th-, you know, could have been anything or whatever. But if this is who John, like Johnny, is clearly a troubled kid. Like he's torturing animals. Yeah, he had the thought to take his dad's gun and shoot somebody with yeah. it. Like what? could his parents have done i don't know and it's weird it's or it's interesting because i mean look the show didn't go in detail of this but from what it looked like it didn't seem that johnny had a bad upbringing you know what i'm saying it didn't seem like he's in an abusive home right so is this how johnny is is this like something that's in him well and that's i mean i think that's kind of what i'm getting at like and and which is not to say that I don't think he can be rehabbed, you know. Of course, like because I, I believe that every, anybody can live a good life, like mm-hmm. regardless of like what's inside of you. you yeah, know? like all you have to do is just like not shoot someone. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, yeah, it's I think like you know like like his parent like Eric in that scene at the you know with the vice principal or whatever he's like shouting at the dad and I'm just like. Like, what could they do? Like, to your know. point, you know, it seems like they're a relatively affluent family. Mm-hmm. You know, they live in a nice house. Um, you know, he wants to take Johnny to private school, which means he can afford private school. Yeah. You know, for all intents and purposes, like, like his parents are, like, upstanding citizens of the world. Yeah. They own a gun, which is their right, mm-hmm. you know, in their home, whatever. Um, you know, and, yeah, I don't know. I struggled with that a little bit. No, it's true because, because it's what rough. could they have done? And it, I, the only answer I can see right now because of this episode is don't be in denial when your kid is displaying behaviors. Yes. But again, okay, fine. So you're not in denial. But what are you? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna like? Send your own kid to juvie? No, no. You would. You know, probably go see a therapist. Try to understand what the hell this shit is coming from. Yeah, okay. Talk it out. Try to understand why But the onus is still on Johnny to change. It is. Right? To not do the stink bombs and to not torture the animals and to not fucking take the gun and shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. Even if the parents totally were, like, self-aware or, like, aware of their kid and who he was and, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. his underlying issues and stuff, like, even if that's the case, like... The kid is clearly going to do whatever he's going to do. Nothing yeah. was stopping him from going out into the backyard, throwing the brick into the fucking cop car. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's it's hard. And, I mean, I don't know that there's an answer. I'm just, you know, I don't know a point if there of is conversation. An but, but clearly the kid just doesn't have emotions. Like, doesn't know how to care for anything that's living. Well, and the judge even mentions in his spiel, you know, he's like, he's like, you have, to this date, you have shown no remorse for your actions. And it's not until he's sentenced that he, like, starts freaking out. He's like, no, dad, like, I don't want to, like, don't let them take me. I want to go home. That's the only time we see any sort of, like, emoting on Johnny's part. And even then, it's hard to, like, 
really appreciate that mm-hmm. because you're like, yeah, obviously you're gonna be upset because you're not gonna see your parents or again for the 17 years or however yeah. many years that is, you know. You're still um, a little shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know. It's don't rough. Know. It's hard. Like, and the, the really sad part is, it's like. Not sad. Let me rephrase that. The thing that, like, sort of, like, gets me about this is, like, this is real life, dude. You yeah. Know? Like, like, it's easy to, like, watch it in the sh- context of the show and go, well, like, we hear stories kid, like whatever. this all the time. All the fucking time. No. Like, you know, how many school shootings have there been? How many, like, te- like domestic terrorist acts have there been? Not mm-hmm. even in schools. And not even by kids. Just, like, in general. Yeah. You know? Like, like awful Mm -hmm. truly awful like people just need to get as much help and like like people need to like not what's the word like you know what i'm saying like people just need to like not get in their own way Mm. you know does that make sense i don't know if i'm saying that right but like you know like it's one thing okay like seek the help, and then we also have to make sure, like, infrastructurally, like, that there's help to be sought, right, for mm-hmm. people that need it or whatever, because that's the whole, it's a whole political conversation about, you know, how, like, whatever, mental health and all that shit, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to get into that here, no. but, um, like, people need to do that, and assuming that that happens, and we, and we got that shit on lock, right, but then people need to be self-aware enough to, to allow that to work for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to like, to not like, to to give themselves over to that, to those mechanisms to like, stop this stuff from happening. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, it's it's like multi-layered, you know, mm-hmm. solution. Um, step off my soapbox now. <laughs> um, but yeah. I do want to sort of leave it on a lighter note because that was like some dark shit. But um, we didn't really talk about it too much. But so Ruthie gets um, like suspended from school, right? For like a day or whatever because she like grabbed the thing out of the kid's Mm -hmm. hand and got violent or whatever. So so she's she's like suspended and she's supposed to be like thinking about why she did what she did, right? I did it because obviously I want it real bad. And I'd do anything to get it. So I came to you for help. But thanks for nothing, bro. <laughs> thanks for nothing, bro. <laughs> so good. Thanks for nothing, bro. Pretty. <laughs> Fire. Well, I think we did it. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. You want to go first? Okay. Um, I'm going to give this a five. Okay. Because a lot of things bothered me more than anything. Like, it was, it's a heavy episode. It doesn't, it misses some marks. It, it, some of them are okay. And another weird thing that I realized about this show, it's very weird, but... <laughs> Just I, one other thing? <laughs> in this episode, I realized it. 
more than before. And I always assumed it, but I feel like I see it more now than I did before. When Mary and Lucy, when they talk to each other or they have a scene together, mm -hmm. they act with their heads and with their chins. <laughs> They, like, they're having a conversation with, like, their neck, like, they're shaking it, like, yeah, so, and, like, they're moving their head, and then they raise their chin as if they're trying to prove a point. Both of them do it. That's and when so they're both funny. in the same scene together, it's like they're feeding off each other. Well, that's an actual thing, right? Like, like mirroring of yes. body language no, or whatever. That's true, but... Ugh. It's annoying. <laughs> now, now I'm going to really pay attention to that. Do. Please I've do. I've never noticed that. It's because... But you know why, though? The, I'll say this. Because I'm constantly... I'm barely ever looking at the screen mm. as I'm watching. That's not true. I, I look at the screen. But, like, if, if, if there's, like, a talk-heavy yeah. moment... I'm, I'm usually, like, writing notes and not really looking at what's happening. So yeah. that might be why I haven't They do this chin tilt thing, and then, of course, they do speak with their eyebrows a lot. That's so funny. And and they do this, like, neck-head dance as they're, like, <laughs> giving their, their speech about That's whatever. That's so great. I don't know. It, like, I've noticed, That's all I'm going to see now. It's horrible. I'm sorry. No, no, please. That's fine. It's something I, that I like I've, it. It's something that I've noticed, and... It really shows in this episode. I was like, oh, That's God. So, like in that scene in the bedroom when Mary's telling The bedroom and the Lucy. locker. And the locker room. Oh, Not okay, locker room, okay. by the lockers. The, yeah, by the locker. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, whatever. But I'm giving it a five because some things were amiss and some things were an okay hit. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Sergeant, Sergeant Michaels... Fun. Yeah, I like really shown through in this yes, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked him... Um, anything I can say, man, he's really part of the family. Like, totally. It, you know what I mean? Jeez. More than before. <laughs> like, as if he never existed. But you know what I mean? It's just, that's how I feel about Sergeant Michaels in this episode. Matt, this whole George thing, just, yeah. Ugh. I really didn't like it. I hear you. And, you know, oh, I never heard it before until now. Oh, just, throw yourself off a cliff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But I see, but I think I think George demonstrates what we were just talking about, which is that, you know, somebody can only really change if they want to change, yes. right? And so it's not just enough that they have help to seek, it's that they seek the help and do something about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, so he's been hearing his whole life, like, you have a problem, you have anger issues, you're violent and abusive, but he's never really, heard, like, listened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's never really, like, internalized that and realized that his actions and what people are telling him about his actions are correlated yeah. and, like, can be changed until he does. And if if it took Lucy, like, roughhousing him back, you know, and, like, pinning him like that yeah. to get him to realize that, then so be it, you know, before he really hurts somebody, you yeah. know? And who knows if he has, we don't know. Well, that's not part of this Assuming episode. he's never killed anyone. Yes. You know, assuming the worst he's done is give Shauna some bruises. He's not a Johnny, guys. Yeah, true. Not that Johnny's killed anyone, but. Shot someone. Yeah. With a 38 special. Oh my God. What is even is that? Is that an actual. Magnum. Okay. A Magnum? Yeah, what, well, what well they it call a it special. Well, no, it's just 38 special, like revolver or whatever. Like, that's that's the name of the gun. But they just, oh. they call it a 38 special. Like, okay. 
for short, but it okay. really wasn't for short if you think about it. You yeah, could have just like said 38. You could have just said a 38. <laughs> okay, okay, gotcha. And gotcha. called it a day. No, 38 special. Which, which that number, does it refer to the size of the bullet? I believe so. Like the width of the millimeters of the bullet? I do not have the answer for you. All right. Listeners, all I know is if listeners you have a, let us know. All I know is if you have a 38 Magnum, that, and if you shoot someone with that thing, like, bought, like, Hole in the okay, body. So, so a magnum is different than what Johnny had. I think his was a revolver. It looked like a revolver. Weird thing is, I know. Uh, no, I'm not gonna share that part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm giving this episode a seven. Okay. Um, because again, I skew high. So I had I have all the exact same thoughts and criticisms and ideas about the episode that you mm-hmm. do but for me that only means minus three <laughs> like, you know that's all that means it only means minus <laughs> like, three you know and and i and this is another one where like i struggled with the score because i didn't want it to be too high because it's not the greatest episode but it is an episode where you know like it makes you think you know and there's definitely like fodder you when know? you when you said score i really thought you meant the music for a quick oh. second <laughs> That is weird that I called it a score. It's a rating. I was like, wait, you're talking shit about the music now? Or did we switch? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. So you, ditto Mm -hmm. and seven. Ditto and seven. (laughs) Cool. So yeah. Still friends. Totally. (laughs) Always. Um, Yeah. So as always. Um, please, please, please subscribe, rate, review. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you like the show, tell a friend. Um, you can find us at the number four heaven's sake pod and all the places or write to us at four heaven's sake show at gmail.com. Let us know about millimeters or whatever the numbers on a gun mean. I don't know. I'm assuming it's the millimeters of the width on a bullet. I don't know. Let us know. Um, (laughs) I'll look into it now (laughs) alright and until next time bye bye